0: This is Ursula Hogan and welcome you to News Extra on Scarif Bay Community Radio, where we feature interviews which will go into detail on some of the events in the news this week. The President of St Vincent de Paul in Clare, Dennis Carty, recently said that the dysfunctional rental market is causing huge issues for many families in this county. Jim Collins talked to Dennis during the week for Scarif Bay Community Radio about the problem and about the work of the St Vincent de Paul organisation in Clare.
1: This is Jim Collins for News Extra on Scariff Bay Community Radio. And I must say I'm delighted to be joined today by the president of the Clare branch of the St. Vincent de Paul organization. And that's Dennis Carthy. Dennis, you're very welcome to Scariff Bay Community Radio.
2: Thanks very much, Jim. It's good to be here.
1: Dennis, I suppose to start off, maybe to give us an overview of uh, of what the. Uh, organ the Saint Vincent de Paul organisation means and does in County Clare.
2: Okay, well, I suppose um, the first thing to say is that Society Saint Vincent de Paul it's Ireland's largest charity. We have over ten thousand members, and we're a volunteer-led organisation that focuses on supporting people in poverty and disadvantage. And we nationally would spend over twenty-five million on food on fuel, on electricity, on supporting people in terms of education. And that would be replicated in County Clare. There would be hundreds of thousands of euros spent on those items in Clare. Uh, Vincent de Paul helps people in three different ways. Firstly, we extend hand of friendship and support to people. We obviously, pre-COVID, and we're still only trying to get back to it now, but we would meet people in their homes and speak to them, discuss their situation build up a relationship with them and see how we, how we can support them. And often that support would come about because there's a crisis in terms of fuel for the house or a debt or arrears or utility bills, these kind of things, and we'd seek to give them that immediate support to keep them in their home, to keep the lights on. But we also help people, secondly, in terms of self-sufficiency, And we try and look at the the longer term for people and for families and see if there are ways of getting them out of the situation or the crisis that they're in. So that might entail us helping them uh, in terms of training or education. So we have uh, people in Clare who would, um, a special conference committee, who help people with education situations. So we have a lot of people get Susie grants, qualify for Susie grants, but still don't have enough money to pay for the accommodation after having got a college place and after having done very well in school. So that that that's one thing. But it might also be in terms of training for certain training courses. There are fees required for tools and equipment and we can we can help with that if if people have a need. And the third way that we help people is in terms of social justice we try and identify the reasons for the situations that people are in. Are there problems with government policy? Are there things that could be done better? So we can pass these on to our national office, and they can lobby uh, policymakers to try and rectify the situation. Okay. Um, I suppose, in terms of CLARE, we have um, 14 different committees, we call them conferences, and these uh, 11 of them are located in different geographic areas and they focus on visiting people in their homes. Now they would have used telephone throughout the COVID crisis for public health uh, reasons but um, one of them would be located in East Clare and it should uh, cover Scariff, uh, Vehicle, Tulla, all those kind of areas around East Clare. We'd uh, have uh, conferences throughout the rest of the county in the main urban centres but everybody in the county the service of Vincent de Paul is available to them. And we also have a small social housing team who are focusing on trying to uh, build social housing. We have a shop in Ennis. We have two shops in Ennis who who, uh, uh, provide funds for us to carry out our work. And we also have some members that would in the past have engaged in hospital visitation, but that's been stopped for the moment.
1: Okay. I suppose, um, would I be right in thinking, Dennis, that one of the, the first difficulties is, is to get in touch with people and for people to come forward uh, to, to let's say, let you know of their difficulties and difficult position that they might be in?
2: Yes, uh, that, that, that is right. Uh, it is one of the... Uh, First uh, difficulties. Uh, I suppose if most people have access to the internet, then what you can do is you can go online to the Penton Paul website and it explains very uh, clearly and simply there what, the, what, what what's involved. You know, uh, people will usually phone or shop in Ennis. Uh, I'll, I'll give you the number later and you can read it out later. But um, they'll phone the shop in NS and put in a request or submission request on our website and um, they'll um, uh, a volunteer will contact them within a couple of days uh, and arrange to discuss with them the situation that they're in. Um, Now I know that many people um, are embarrassed about coming forward to us but we are a totally confidential and sensitive service and we all appreciate ourselves. We're all people that have experiences in life that we all need help at some stage in our lives. Some people have better resources when it comes to getting that help. But uh, in Vincent de Paul, it's, we're trying to extend the hand of Christian friendship to people uh, in uh, a sensitive and dignified way and in a confidential way so no one else outside the society will know about you making your request. And then the volunteer will discuss your situation and they'll come back and discuss it at our committee meeting and we'll see what help we can give you. Now, that might be uh, uh, someone trying to keep the the lights on in the house, uh, helping with the electricity bill, or maybe getting fuel for the house, or maybe somebody that's in arrears with the rent and we can see what we can do to immediately help you. And then we can look at the longer-term things that we need to do
1: to support you. Yes, but I, and the idea is, first of all, you're dealing, I suppose, with, with basics for people, with with basic uh, costs uh, like food and light and other things you mentioned, like resources needed for college, for example, or, or those yes. kind of things.
2: Yeah, it's the basic material needs that people need. Uh, but We're also, at the same time, trying to extend the hand of friendship to people. And sometimes, you know, It may be that we need to refer people on to other services. People may need some advice. They may need some support in terms of advocacy, uh, in terms of uh, asserting the rights or getting support from the right place. And our members would have a certain amount of experience, and they they, they can share that friendship and support with people. Um, Obviously, we take a longer-term view in that we don't want to be there. uh, we We can't provide income for people. We know that there there are people in the community whose incomes don't meet their reasonable living standards. There's actually a calculator that you can see online and you can check your income against the reasonable living standards. And there are lots of people in our community whose income falls short of those reasonable living standards. Now, we can't make up the gap in terms of income, but we can help for those occasions where people are stuck for fuel or where there's a crisis with electricity or where there's debt issue or um, where particularly in terms of education where people need support uh, in terms of getting the best out of their education.
1: Yes, OK. You were recently in, a, in an article in the Clare Champion by Owen Ryan. I think uh, you were quoted as having been very concerned in relation to the The trend of of housing costs and accommodation costs in the country at the moment. Would you like to talk to us a bit about that?
2: Yes, I would, uh, Jim. Um, I suppose the point that I was making, and it's something that every Vincent de Paul volunteer in the county has come across, is that a lot of the people that we support have difficulty with housing. They're in... Um, Many of the people that we support are dependent on the housing assistance payment and they're in private rental accommodation. And there's a certain amount of insecurity with that, especially now that the eviction moratorium has been lifted or or certainly amended. And people in in that accommodation, accommodation costs have gone up in recent years. The housing assistance payment doesn't cover the costs that people are incurring. If you go on daft.ie, you'll see that there are very, very few houses in Clare uh, available, or very few properties in Clare available below a thousand euros, and many of them are in excess of a thousand euros. And for people on, on basic social welfare payments, even with the housing assistance support and rent supplement or whatever, that that, that, that those are uh, really punishing and uh, penalising.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's and a thousand euro per month rental.
2: A thousand euro per month. Yes, and. Uh, Another thing that we would have, and I think there are, according to the CSO, nearly about a third of the rental properties in Clare are supported by uh, the housing assistance payment. And another factor in Clare is that there's a relatively low level of local authority and voluntary housing in Clare. This is according to the 2016 census. Uh, Relative to other counties, if you take like in Clare, uh, you'd have maybe 2,700 local authority houses in 2016 but a county like Waterford which has a similar population to Clare has twice as much yes and what we find is many of the people that we are supporting are in poor quality accommodation in terms of insulation and heating now i know the standards have gone up and they have been pushed up but a lot of the people that w- we are supporting the uh, the insulation and the, the quality of the houses is very poor And I know that nationally, I think there's a figure of 600,000 people living in substandard accommodation in the country. Um, And for the people that we work with, one of the problems that they face is the insecurity of the accommodation that they're in. If they have to move from that accommodation, it can be really traumatising for themselves and their families. Kids may have to, to leave school move to a different location, different area, different school. That brings with it certain costs. It also brings with it emotional and educational social costs for those children. But uh, also, there's large transport costs involved. Clare is a very large rural county, and a lot of the people that we support struggle to keep a car on the road, which they need to keep on the road to bring their children to school or to avail of whatever opportunities they have to improve themselves.
1: Okay. So it's it's a huge task, really, that, you know, any organisation like St. Vincent de Paul has. Um, but I suppose you, you just you have to tackle it one step at a time.
2: Yes, we do. Like, And we're, we're very fortunate that in Clare we have over 150 volunteers uh, involved in the organisation in County Clare who will give their time and their energy uh, as best as they can to support people, listen to their stories and try as best as they can to help them through their, their difficult situations. And I'd appeal to anybody listening that might be in a difficult situation to not be afraid to come forward, that you will be treated with dignity and respect when you do come forward and, and you'll be treated in total
1: confidence. I know. You mentioned there a while ago about uh, that some conferences have shops, uh, as as in Ennis. How how generally is the St. Vincent de Paul organization funded?
2: We're funded uh, firstly from the, the donors throughout the country are, are a la- larger source of funding. Ordinary people that give at our church gate collections, that give on the website, uh, that respond to the national appeal for support. Um, that's how we're very largely funded. Uh, and we're very grateful for that funding, and we're very appreciative of, of the confidence and trust people placed in us, and without that support, we couldn't do the work that we do. We also get funding through our shops. We have two shops in Ennis, and they would sell second-hand clothes and recycle uh, clothes. We also They have a furniture shop as well, too. Now, they would have been closed uh, a large part of the pandemic, but they're back in business now, and they also provide the very good quality clothing at a reasonable rate for people um, that uh, struggle to, with with costs uh, of of clothing, and a, a lot of it now is, is such good. There's a kind of, especially now with uh, the whole emphasis on the environment uh, of recycling, and something which is something that's much more popular even among. Middle-class people like that. It's, it's seen now as something good to do, yeah. and so that's 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 that, that that is a major support to us, particularly in County Clare, the, the shops, and that allows us to support conferences throughout the county. And the philosophy of Vincent de Paul is that money is shared from the better areas, from the more prosperous areas, to the poorer areas, and that it's spent on people in need.
1: In yes. Tell me, just as a matter of interest, then. Uh How long is the St. Vincent de Paul organisation uh, in operation, or when did it start?
2: Uh, Vincent de Paul was founded in France by Frederick Osman in 1832 to respond to the uh, very difficult conditions that existed then for people that were in poverty. And it came to Ireland in 1844, uh, obviously just on the eve of uh, what was one of the most Tragic events in our history, and one of the worst um, episodes in terms of what poverty and famine can do to a people. And so, uh, Vincent de Paul has been in, in in Ireland since then. And actually, there was a conference, the, the second oldest conference, was founded in Kilrush. So it, it, it's been around quite a time.
1: Yes, and and the the conferences that are around uh, the county and the country. I mean, all link up and work together, uh, sharing resources, et cetera, et cetera?
2: They do. In how the individual conferences report into a Clare Area Council, and we in Clare report on to uh, a Midwest Regional Council, which is Clare, Tipperary, uh, Offaly and Limerick. And they, that regional council elects the president, who is a trustee of the society, and they sit on the board of the society uh, with um, people from other regional areas. Yes.
1: So the uh, I suppose to finish. Then uh, you mentioned that anybody who wants to contact the Saint Vincent de Paul. I mean, they can go on the website and, and find, uh, find out, get information and get contact details. Or, you know, if they can't, for example, you have a number uh, and a contact that uh, people can use. So
2: the, if anybody wants our support, needs to contact us, they can contact our shop in Ennis at 065 68 24 188. 65 68 six68 two24 188 or they can also contact us via the svp.ie website and there's a contact section on that and that uh, they'll be able to send on the request to the appropriate area for for support, and it'll also the website will also explain to you the process of uh, that that we go through in in meeting with you and talking with you about your situation, and it'll also show you the the kinds of different types of support that we give to people.
1: Okay, that's very clear. So it's oh six five six eight two four one double eight, uh, is the Ennis number, or uh, if they want to go online, it's svp.ie that's correct yes okay dennis you know first of all well done uh, you do great work and i know it's not just yourself but you mentioned no, the no, vo- not just me. no. you, you mentioned the volunteers that you have around county clare and around east clare and uh, it's it there's great credit you to to all of you uh for the great work you do meeting people's uh, basic needs um let's hope that the housing situation uh eases over the next number of years and that uh, hopefully it won't be such an acute problem in the years ahead?
2: Well, we hope so too. Um, I know the government obviously have a new housing plan and we'd hope that that's, uh, that is implemented to the fullest extent in terms of social housing and affordable housing for people. And uh, we would certainly, uh, we would certainly have been to DePaul, uh, in clear and nationally continue to advocate on behalf of people that need that housing support.
1: OK. Dennis Carty, President of the St. Vincent de Paul in Clare, thank you so much for coming on today to Scariff Bay Community Radio. Thanks very much,
2: Jim, for having me, and good day.
0: In the Clare Senior Hurling Championship last weekend, Whitegate defeated O'Callans Mills by a single point after a titanic struggle in Six Mile Bridge. The result has eased Whitegate's relegation worries for 2021. After the game, Leo Doyle and Pat McNamara of Scarf Bay Community Radio spoke with the Whitegate manager, Terence Fahey.
3: I tell you, whatever formula Terence Fahey has put into that Whitegate, Whitegate outfit, um, it, it should be, everybody, everybody would like to get it. Terence, absolutely, he he has done. He looks more wrecked than the players outside <laughs> in the field. Terence, Thanks first of all. all, many congratulations. A massive victory, great victory for Whitegate. You know, and you'll be very proud of the players. They went, they battled to the very end. The match went to the very end, and you know, a top test goal from Parbork. But look at a real team effort at the end of the day.
4: Absolutely, you know, um, that match would have put you through the ringer. Our lads hit the ground well and responded very well to losing the first match. and First quarter, we were very strong. Second quarter, then we collapsed. The third quarter, we righted it again, and the Mills had the breeze, and I suppose. Our boys, we, you know, they saw it out. They saw it out to the, to the 65th minute of the match. and That's kind of the progression we were looking for. We were there against Gilmele for 55 minutes. It's not good enough. We were well beaten. Today we went to the death. and just delighted for the group. You know, they, they, they really are fantastic ambassadors for our club. They're so simple to manage. They're so committed they're so honorable in everything they do for their club outside of representing us on days like today you know there's massive stuff that they contribute towards our club in in a myriad of different ways and we have struggled to bring that onto the field we've struggled to you know to win matches it's a while since we won a match, so that's the most
3: pleasing thing today, we, we, we won a match and in the terms, the one thing that, that you know, we, we spoke about here is the calmness of Get the whole way through, they kept sticking to the process even in the dying moments, I know Denny shot, he shot, it was a chance, Conor had the shot when it was a pint up, but they stuck here from the back, they walked through the process, they walked the ball through the lines the whole time, they didn't deviate from what they were at, and it paid dividends in the end yeah, well
4: it, yeah it did, sure,
3: <coughs> it, it it did, but you, you need to get the
4: breaks, and I suppose the ball that came down off the post that gave them the goal, that 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 looked to be a bit like the ball that came down off the post against Kilmealey in the last match and ended up a goal. And but at the end, uh, that's exactly it, Leo. You, you nailed it there. They stuck at it and they stuck at it. It's a long, long, is a long road without a turn, and sometimes you have to believe that there will be a turn. And today there was a turn, and
1: you know. A good day for us. Great. Uh, obviously, they're going to commit to the next two games regardless. That's the, that's the way they are. That's what the group is like and management as well. They're proud to get people. But it certainly will give a lift to training to know that they can stick, they can win a tough game against a very, very good side in the last two or three minutes when everything's done at you. Hold, hold their shape and get the winning score. So it will give a lift and they will not fear uh, too much playing two uh, pretty good teams that are left in it. Uh, you'll go in there with, with plenty of confidence.
4: Ah, yeah, well sure, our lads are well able to hurl and they proved it today. So Exactly. You know, we'd be, you know, back to the field Tuesday night as normal. They're a very resilient group and they're a very consistent group. Doesn't matter what way the result is on Saturday, we know that they'll be there, suited and booted on a Tuesday night
3: or every single one of them. And, and, um, yeah. Consistency look, look, is the word, yeah, yeah, consistently a senior team and all these there. That's what it. you want. Thank you know, thanks very much for coming over time many congratulations again enjoy the, enjoy the celebrations and look at i know there's, and you know yourself there's more work to be done than back in the field tuesday night and we look forward to seeing more of white we continue in this championship tell mm-hmm. us back he got thanks for joining us so.
0: you have been listening to news extra on scarborough bay community radio join us again next week and we'll keep you updated on local events and this is ursula hogan for scarborough bay community radio